Welcome to season three of Through the Marketing Lens podcast, your weekly go-to business and marketing podcast that's fluff-free to the point and filled to the brim with actual strategies that will help you to grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Katrina Arrington, and I'm a six-figure business owner turned business coach and marketing strategist on a mission to empower women all over the world to turn their dream business into wild success. And I'm not holding back. So if you're ready to make more money and more impact, you are most definitely in the right place. Oh, hello there, and welcome to today's episode of Through the Marketing Lens. If you are new here, welcome. And if you're coming back and you're a regular, let's have some fun today. It is already February, and I don't know about you, but life is flying by, and it just seems to keep moving faster every year, every month. I don't know if that's being a mom in the season that I'm in and being so busy with all of their sports and working, or maybe it's hitting 40. You know, I've heard like as you get older, time does go faster. So maybe it's a combination of all those things. Regardless, I am so in love with the season that I am in right now, even as it's moving really fast. And if you're in a season of major hustle and it feels like you're running out of time at every turn, this episode is going to help you a lot because that is a place that I have definitely been and I want to help you get out of that spot. I really believe that I'm what I'm about to share is the core of what helped me get out of the hustle mode. And it's all about planning for your year. So if you're just feeling like you're totally in reaction mode, I feel ya. You have to start somewhere with an actual plan to be able to see into the future rather than just reacting to whatever everyone else wants from you. So getting out of that starts, it does not end with, but starts with having an actual revenue plan. And from that plan, you build out your entire year in terms of your marketing, in terms of your offers, in terms of where you're focusing. Okay. So you know, this is fluffy free. You know, this is fluff free and I want all of your attention right now. So I'm jumping in, but if you're multitasking, I want you to come to me, focus on me. If you're folding laundry, if you're driving, give as much attention as you can to this. This exercise is life-changing and I do not say that without realizing that is very overused. That is something I really mean. And it's worth every moment that you're going to spend here. So this is something that took me about eight years of my life to figure out as an entrepreneur. And I'm going to break it down in about 20 minutes. Cool? Cool. So if you want this in a Google sheet so that you can actually do the math, the formulas are in there for you. I'm going to give you the sheet that I use with my formulas. It is not fancy. It is not beautiful. I did not tweak it in Canva to my team's dismay, (laughs) but it does the math. And that's what I really want for you to just create ease. So if you want that, just shoot me a DM directly on Instagram and I'm literally going to send it to you. Okay. So you need to write me the word goals. And my Instagram handle is at Katrina Aronson underscore consulting. We will also drop that in the show notes for you. Here we go. 
So step one, if you're looking at the Google sheet with me, amazing, you're going to see that you can put in your revenue that you want to hit for the year. That number can be anything. It can be 20K. It can be 2 million. It can be something in between. It has to be about you. And I don't know about you, but I'm kind of over people saying six figures, seven figures. This has to be clear and feel aligned with what you're doing in your business. And that's it. In the interest of easy math, for the example that we're going to walk through, I'm just going to use 100,000 for the entire year. Obviously, you think of the number that you wrote down. Okay. So from the 100 grand, I want to break this into quarters. So Q1 through Q4. And obviously Q1 through Q4 could be 25K each. But if we're being real, that's kind of a silly way to budget out our entire year because businesses have cycles and seasons. So think of what quarters are best for your sales and which are slower. P.S. Think about which quarters you want to be slower because you want to break. This is how you can map out your quarters. Okay, so Q1, which is January through March, or already in February, so you know what happened in January already. How much of your 100K goal is going to be wrapped up in Q1? Now, where I live in South Florida, we tend to be a little bit busier in the first quarter because it's um, typically like tourist season and people are out and about because it's beautiful. So I'm going to say 35K because that's going to be a heavier number within Q1. That may or may not apply to you. Take a minute to figure that out. Now you're going to do the same for each quarter. Okay. Think about what goes on, where you are, who you're selling to, what makes sense for your life. For this example, I'm going to say, Again, I'm I'm basing it on being in South Florida, being busier here. If you're online business, everything's kind of different. Okay, Q2, April through June, I'm going to put down 30K. Still really busy for us, but it tapers off toward the end. Q3, which is July through September, tends to be our slowest month. A lot of people here will travel all summer. And so I'm going to make that 10K. And that's not a bad thing. I want to just say that like slow season gets to be the time in your business that you're planning. It's your creative season. This is an essential part of our business cycle. If we do not have the time to reflect and create, the rest of the year is burnout, right? We need this time too. So I look at summertime, July through September as a really wonderful time in our business too. And then Q4, October through December, we're going to put at 25K. That might seem low or seem high for some businesses. That is holiday season. So depending on what you do, yeah, it could be a great time to be spending. But if you're not gift focused, it could be a slower time. So adjust those numbers however works for you. And now step two are your main offers. By the way, all of that added up perfectly to 100K. Step two is really defining and pricing and solidifying your three main offers. This might feel really hard or like it doesn't relate to your business, but literally every single business can do this. This is what we call a value ladder. 
You can have five offers within your value ladder. I'm going with three main offers. I like that. It feels really clean. It doesn't mean you can't have more. It just allows everything else to be gravy. And my friend, if you have 20 offers, if there's so many things that you sell, this is a kind invitation to narrow down your offers and simplify your life. And I've worked with many women running their own businesses. This topic comes up as an inevitability. If you're offering too many things, meaning you're selling too many things, you are confusing the consumer and you're selling yourself short and you're wasting a lot of time jumping between offers and processes. And I'm not going to even go off in that kind of tangent. I could, but I just want you to like come with me and imagine that you're going to a restaurant with me. And when there's a menu that comes and there's hundreds of items on the menu, what happens to your brain? It's overwhelming. And you don't want to put out that much energy. This is not something that I'm making up. This is something that there are studies that actually stand behind this and show that people will spend more money when you have less to offer. Our brains desire simplification. And um, this is some this is an invitation for you to get down and dirty with that. But we're going to refocus ourselves. Now, you might be thinking, look, I own a boutique or I'm a copywriter and I do a million things or I'm a lawyer. I don't care what you do. This does apply to your business. You're going to have to kind of think about how this could work within your business or perhaps create categories that your offers live within. So we're going to walk through the breakdown and you'll think about how this relates to your business as we go through it. Okay. So for our example, I'm going to say that we are a small boutique PR agency, small and boutique being the same word, but um, your number one offer will be your least expensive offer price point. And that's essentially an entryway into your business. So we're going to put that in the really low end at $100. This is not your pocket item or you know $7 offer, tripwire. That's not what this is. This is just an offer it's at $100. And for our PR agency that we're using in our example, um, we're going to say this is an online course that teaches people how to break into media and get noticed. And this is a digital offer only. And that's important because it requires zero output from you. It's something that's already built and you don't need to do anything. Your number two, which will be your next price point, is your mid-tier offer. So for example, this is about $1,500, not about, it is $1,500, and our PR agency offers PR consults one-to-one, and then a custom plan for the small business to execute for themselves. And in terms of output from you, this is about 10 hours of work, give or take, from beginning to end with clear deliverables. That's at 1500. Your number three will be your top price point. All right. So I'm not using percentages in this example. I'm literally going off. If this is, was a PR agency, what would the three offers potentially be? So your top price point, we're going to price it at 8,000. And this is a four month contract with your boutique PR agency directly. 
you only have space for about five of these clients at a time because of the amount of time and energy and how many people you have on staff. Okay. So the total contract is 8K. So it's a total sales value, but you're bringing in 2K a month. But we're still going to focus on the 8K because when you make the sale, that month that you made the sale, we're calling that an 8K sale. We're not going to go two month, 2K per month. Okay. So we're going to play a bit with the numbers and see how many of each we want to sell slash need to sell to then hit our numbers. So this is where the formulas come in and you can just like plug in the numbers and see how much it changes your month. How much revenue are you hitting for the month? Notice we're not talking about the cost or the hours output, but that's something that you review afterwards. And you're going to see like, where do I need to shift? Where do I need to add? Do I have the bandwidth to do that? So for Q1, our goal as a reminder is 35K. So we're going to actually break that down into monthly goals. So we know we want to hit 35K between January to March. January, let's say that we're going to do 10K. February, we're going to do 15K because that tends to be a little bit um, more productive than January when people are coming off of holidays. And then March, we're also going to do 10K. So that adds up to 35K exactly. These three months, we need to think about, okay, we have our numbers now, but how do we actually do that, right? And the how will lead us to what we need to think about marketing-wise and business-wise. Because when we're scaling our marketing, when we're executing marketing, we also need to be ready on the business front. And what I mean by that is if you're like, yes, let's sign the contract, you're in for um, an 8K one-on-one contract, and then you don't have the manpower to actually do that, or you don't have the contracts ready, or you're scrambling. I mean, hot mess express, right? You want to make sure that you have the marketing to create the revenue, and then you have the processes to actually serve the clients. Okay. So how do we do that with our main offers? This is not to say that you're not going to add in a couple of other revenue items. For example, you're in PR, so maybe you go and you speak somewhere and they pay you for that. But that is gravy. We are not counting on those specific things. All right, we're going to count on our main offers and the rest gets to be bonus. So for January, our 10K goal, you decide that you want to focus on one top tier client, which is again, the total value of 8K, which is going to go in our January column, and then two mid-tier clients, which are 1500 total value. So this is 11K for that month, which is exceeding your goal of 10K. Cool. Moving on to February, you know you need to hit 15K. So you add on one more top tier client, which is 8K, and then you decide to do a launch for your low price point, which is $100. And the plan is to sell 55 of those low price points, which will result in um, five and a half thousand. Yeah, 5,500. If you add in 
one mid-tier at 1500, that's going to put you exactly at 15,000 with no wiggle room. Okay. So that feels really good. Um, You see now like, okay, I need to do a launch in February to make this happen. Obviously we're already in February, so this wouldn't make sense, but I'm doing this as if I did it in December or even like November. All right. So March's goal is 10K and you add in one more top tier client and one mid tier client, which puts you at 9,500. And you want to close the gap with your January surplus. Okay. So you are comfortably hitting 35K in your first quarter if you follow this specific plan. Things are not going to go perfectly. That is not the goal. All you're doing is really allowing yourself to see with your eyeballs, okay, what do I need to focus on? Does this feel good? Does this feel totally out of reach? Right? Because I do want to say it doesn't always feel aligned. And like we need to listen to ourselves when that is true. Our our goals in doing our goals is not to drive ourselves insane and then go, oh my God, I have to do this. I have to do this. No, you don't. This is your business. This is not someone else's business. I don't care. I don't know where this obsession with hitting six figures and driving ourselves into the ground started, but it's kind of bullshit. Like do the business the way it feels good, but this is how you get there. Seeing it, knowing what it's going to take from you. And I know doing the math here with me over a podcast is probably like a little intense, but there is power in us walking through this. So you can see where the focus comes from. You understand what we're doing here, but it's so much more than budgeting. When we see our goals laid out, when we see the numbers, there's something psychological that is happening. And we're able to see, okay, this is the amount of output that is required from me to actually get there. Okay, before we continue, if you like this episode, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast wherever you listen. That just means you're going to get access whenever we release a new episode totally for free. And while you're at it, please, please write us a five-star review. It takes 10 seconds and it is game changing for this podcast because more people can find it. And as you know, we are on a mission to help as many entrepreneurs as possible. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Here's what you need to think about as you see the numbers actually laid out for Q1, for example. Once you finish the entire year, it's even more effective, but you can go into the individual quarters and months and ask yourselves three solid questions here. Number one, if I make these sales, how many hours of manpower are required from me to actually do the client work involved? Is that possible, feasible, and does it feel good? That is question number one. You need to gut gut check yourself there. Number two, this might be a signal for you to hire someone now to prepare for this growth. And I say that importantly because a lot of times people will hire while they're in the midst of the chaos. And that always, I mean, 99% results in something going awry, 
right? When we're leaning on someone in a time of total need, it's a lot higher to train them really well. It's a lot harder for us to get what we want from them. So you want to hire when you're creating the actual plan. Number three, if you're actually going to create the success here, there needs to be a marketing strategy to support all of these sales. This does not happen just because you write it down. Okay, so how will you create demand for these offers? Are you launching somehow or or maybe you're running ads? There is no wrong way. And as a marketing strategist, I will tell you that there's a million ways to skin this cat. There is no wrong way, but there has to be a plan. And you have to really understand that plan and be able to execute it and be able to analyze it, frankly. All right. So those are the three main, I guess it's not all questions, but three main areas that you need to focus on to make sure that this is going to be successful. And I want to be completely real with you. Sometimes the outcome of this exercise is that you want to make less money because the energy output is going to feel like crap. And I want to say for the record, that is okay. That's why we do this exercise to really reflect and see, are we doing what makes sense? Are we doing what's sustainable? Are we, do we need to hire? Are we ready to do that? So look, adjust your numbers and keep moving forward. And I know we didn't go through Q2 through Q4, but you can do that on your own. And again, DM me to get that formula sheet and basically let the computer do the work for you rather than you having to do all the math. All right, so we're not quite done yet. This is just kind of the setup, okay? So each month, you're going to go in after the month is done and add in the numbers you actually hit. I find that what a lot of people will do is that they'll they'll do the plan, they'll get excited, and then they don't want to face the music. But if you're ignoring the numbers... You are 100% doing your business and yourself a huge disservice. I try to do this monthly. I'm not always 100% consistent, but at the very least, I'm reviewing this every quarter and seeing where I am. What did I miss? What did I knock out of the park? And this allows me to make changes in real time. So if something is working really well, I get to make the executive decision like, oh, wow, this worked really well. Let's do that again in Q3. I don't do it like right away, but I will at least come up with an idea to do this in Q3. Okay. So now what is your assignment today? What can you actually put into action in your business? Number one is get the formula sheet from me. Again, DM me on Instagram at Katrina Aronson underscore consulting send me the word goals, I will send you the sheet. Number two, define what those offers are if you're not clear as day about it. You need to know what kind of energy output this is for you, what you're pricing it at. And if you don't know how to do this, get clear on it, ask for help, do what you need to do. This is important. And number three, start testing. Play with the numbers, get in there, face the music. And I know I sound like a crazy person, but this exercise is kind of fun when you see how much you can make 
And then you start to believe it. You know, like writing down 250,000 might feel crazy until you break it down and you're like, actually, I could totally do this. Okay, my friend, that is how I see it through the marketing lens. I hope this episode helps you to grow your business and, of course, your perspective. Thank you for trusting me with your very precious time. I will see you back here next Tuesday for a brand new episode. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, take a second to share this episode with someone that it might help. Maybe that's a fellow entrepreneur or a team member or even your mom. But the absolute best thing you can do is to screenshot this podcast on your phone and then put it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Katrina Aronson underscore consulting. By sharing this podcast, you are helping us to grow and most importantly, helping to lift up others around you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you more than you know.